0: Hello, I'm Rod Studd, welcoming you to On The Wire, the official podcast of the PDC. The Totesport.com Players' Championship begins at the Circus Tavern in Purfleet on the 28th of January, and I'm joined by Rod Harrington to go through the draw. We'll also be discussing the inclusion of Adrian Lewis and Simon Whitlock as the Sky Sports wildcards for the White and Mackay Premier League. Plus, Rod will be giving us his verdict on the BDO World Championship. The first major tournament since the World Championship kicks off on the 28th of January then as the top 32 players on the 2009 Players' Championship Order of Merit enter the totesport.com Players' Championship at the Circus Tavern. £60,000 to the winner and the first round draws thrown up some interesting clashes. We'll have a look at that in a minute or two. But, Rod, first of all, always good to be going back to the Circus Tavern, I think, isn't
1: it? It is, yeah. It was one of my stomping grounds. That's where we first started the very first tournament of the PDC and uh, it's a very intimidating crowd that gets here because the stage is very low so the crowd seems as if they're right behind you and uh, some players don't like it but some players love it.
0: A bear pit has been one Way of describing it, over the years is that a good description? Do you think?
1: Yeah, it was at times. Yeah, I mean, I always had the crowd on my side because I was an Essex boy, and if I was playing someone from far afield, I used to get the crowd on my side. And uh, but that's the way you do it, you know. You do intimidate your, your opponent, and if you can put him off, you put him off. And uh, Peter Manley, people like him, have been very good, very good at it over the years.
0: Yeah, Phil Taylor's obviously not from Essex; he's from Stoke. But it's been a home away from home for Phil, hasn't it? Down there in the World Championship terms, is this another tournament which you can see uh, Taylor mopping up?
1: I can't see. Him been beaten I really can't I mean he's so Far above everybody else and I keep saying That his worst game is better than Everybody else's great game I mean He does everything right he talks the right Game you know and when he talks And when he's interviewed he always A little dig in the ribs at every other player that's not Doing it right and uh, I honestly cannot see Anyone getting near him The Possibility is in the first or second round Because you've got the lower legs but Peter Manley in the first round I, I can't see Him getting near it
0: Peter Manley has had uh, three Beatings from Phil Taylor on that stage in the World Championship Finals There's that infamous one when he refused to shake Phil Taylor's hand as well I wouldn't say there's bad blood between the players But they're clearly not the best of friends, are they? What sort of atmosphere can we expect on the hockey for that game?
1: Phil is going to thrash him Phil doesn't like him, it's been documented um, Although the last time Phil lost on a big stage Was against Peter Manley in the Premier League at Coventry When uh, Peter beat him 8-3 When Phil was changing all his darts at the time But I can't see that happening now I mean Phil really does want to go out And he wants to thrash him um, And I can't see Peter you know, really getting near him Peter has not got the firepower uh, on the treble 20 to get near Phil He certainly isn't one dark Manley anymore He's got to really get some form back of his last three years But I think Peter Manley's downfall And he will admit this He's gone down the exhibition road too much uh, You lose that edge And it really is noticeable in Peter Manley And a good few other players yeah, Peter's
0: talked at the World Championship Of you know, trying to get back on track Realising that maybe he has let things slip um, Will this tournament come soon for any kind of a revival though?
1: Um, it's never too late to get your form back But uh, the interview that, that Peter Manley did At the World Championships I think was one of the most honest ones I've ever seen Peter Manley do I was actually in the studio And he was nearly in tears He realised that he chucked away his career for being greedy And as I said there's a lot of other players That are doing the same um, Whether it's too late Nine times out of ten, it is too late, you know, from past experience. Once you come below that level of standard, it is very hard to get back because people are not scared of you anymore. You know, before you had that demeanour when you went on the board with Peter Manley, everybody knew you couldn't give him a shot at a double because he would hit that double with the last start every time. Now he doesn't, and other players know that. So when they play him, they think he ain't going to hit it, so they get the edge. And when he loses that edge, then you've got big problems. Will Peter Manley get back? It's a possibility, but uh, I don't think he will.
0: Obviously, Rod, uh, one of the highlights of the first round is that uh, Peter Manley against Phil Taylor tie, but you can look down pretty much all the list of first round games and think that looks to be a good game, that looks to be a good game. Let's pick out one or two of the highlights, though. And I think, really, the the starring role of the first round could go to James Wade and Mervyn King, who meet in the last 32, a belting tie.
1: Yeah, both Premier League players, an indication that you need to get out on the tour road and really get some wins under your belt to get in the high, you know, seeds of that tournament. I mean... Um, James Wade number 10, you know, moving King number 23, you know, that's not good enough from King, he's a class player, and that's why he's got James Wade, it's no doubt the best first round game, and, and what a cracker, I mean, both high scorers, both like their checkouts, and uh, one of the top players are going home in the first round.
0: Difficult question to answer because they're only playing first to six legs in this uh, first round, but who's going to win?
1: I'm going to go with James Wade. I think that Mervyn King has just come off the edge a little bit. I know he would have been putting a lot of hard work. The one thing I do like about Mervyn King, he doesn't shirk the dartboard. He's on there for hours and hours. He puts right what is wrong he um, will be up for it, there's no question. And over this short distance, because it is very short really for these pro dart players now, uh, it is going to be close and it really is a flick of the coin. But I think perhaps James Wade may have realised after the World Championships that his ability is not going to get him through and win tournaments just on that. He's got to put the hard work in. So I think that James Wade may just pinch this. It may go to the tie break.
0: Let me look at some other ties uh with you Rod And one that I like the look of Is Dennis Priestley Against Paul Nicholson Now uh, Nicholson beat Priestley At the World Championships uh, A couple of years oh. back Didn't he But I remember this tournament Last year when Priestley Came from 5-0 down To beat John Part 6-5 And there was barely A dry eye in the house So you know Priestley will have A lot of people on his side Down there in this uh,
1: match Won't he He always gets the crowd On his side I um, mean it's well documented You know his illness um, He doesn't play on it Dennis doesn't even like Talking about it But taking that aside Dennis is one of the best players That this game has ever had He's a war horse He never gives up You don't see him Throwing odd darts At the dartboard He will not do that Nicholson is one of the New breed of dart players I like the guy I like his attitude He won't give Dennis Any attitude He might have an attitude With the stage It's going to be a close one. I mean, it all depends on how Dennis feels. If he gets up there and he's a bit tired, then in the later legs you can uh, get at him. But over this short distance again, you know, Dennis is going to be a tough person to beat. Paul's got a real... Good game on his hands here.
0: Yeah, uh, Paul has this uh, stage act, doesn't he? We know all about, and I think most people enjoy. But uh, I know he's got a lot of respect for Dennis Priestley. Then there'll be no antics from Paul Nicholson up there.
1: Not at all. No one ever gives Dennis any stick. I think I was probably the last one that did that in Canada many years ago, and he still tells me (laughs) about it. He still mentions it several times. I must admit. But no, Paul has got the utmost respect for Dennis, like everybody has, and uh, he'll get up and he'll just throw darts. As I said, he'll have a little bit of banter with the crowd when he first walks on. uh, But he knows. He's got a tough game on his hands with Priestley. He's one of the toughest opponents. I used to find him harder to beat than Phil Taylor, but he was so tough. And uh, I think Dennis, you know, half of me says Dennis might nick this, but the other half says that Paul may just go up there a little bit brighter than Dennis and, and take it. But. One, I would not put my money on, that's for sure.
0: I've never known you to put your money on anything, Rod. Let's look at some of the other ties on that opening night. Uh, that's where Priestley game is third on, so uh, that should be uh, well worth waiting for. Straight after Priestley and Nicholson, uh, Alan tavon takes on Andy Hamilton. Um, I wonder if Andy Hamilton's still kicking himself from the World Championships and
1: so nearly beating James Wade. Do, do those kind of defeats dwell on a player's mind, do you think? Some players it does. <clears throat> I think that Hamilton may be because he's had... Not the best of years, but these two are practice partners, so whoever's got the advantage in the practice room will go up there with the advantage. I think Andy Hamilton is solid. He really is a true solid player, where Alan Tabern kind of goes on his little runs, you know, he'll have two or three legs of great, and then he'll come off the top and have a couple of bad legs. And I think that's in this game where Hamilton will come out on top. I don't think he'll have as many bad legs as what Alan Tabern will have.
0: Okay, and we're talking there about players forgetting defeats. Um... Kevin Painter against Robert Thornton the Circus Tavern stage and you know if Kevin did want to forget he gets reminded by people like me Numerous times about that game against Phil Taylor And it's understandable because people still talk about it Six years on, that tremendous final when he lost in the deciding leg Against Phil Taylor Uh, He's in action against Robert Thornton And again, uh, you know Kevin well I'm guessing he wants to uh, put a poor performance At the end of the World Championship behind him And has probably put a lot of hard work in
1: He has, he's he's put an awful lot of hard work in I know Kevin very well And he was very disappointed against Raymond Barnveld Um, Going into it, he was the form horse And and he should have won that Um, When you looked at Raymond's average Kevin still should have won it It was a bad game He knows it But he will put that behind him Um, The final against Phil Taylor Was one of the best ever Um, And when I talk to him about it We talk about the pluses I mean who has ever taken Phil Taylor To the last leg of a a world championships You've got to be an absolutely brilliant player To do that And Kevin knows he is He's one of the few players That plays better on the big stage Than he does on the floor And Robert Thornton's got a hard game in his hands Kevin Painter will be up for this And and I will tip Kevin Painter to, to take this Robert Thornton's You know, I've been hit or miss all year He had this broken hand And his form's not been great Um, And I think Kevin Painter's Going to take this one
0: I would think Robert will be looking to Look back on this time last year When he got to the final of this tournament uh, Lost to Phil Taylor But to rekindle the memories of that And and start playing well again We know he can play well He just hasn't been doing it recently
1: No, he hasn't I mean, what happens with a lot of players uh, Instead of thinking about All the great things that you have in a game They start to think about the bad things And that breeds more bad things And I think that's what Thornton's Been doing all year um, he's just got to get all the rubbish out of his head, a bit like Barnveld, really, too much rubbish in the heads, and uh, go up there and just throw darts like you know you can. Um, but in this short game again, Rod, you know, the first two legs are so important. You cannot go in two, three nil down because then, you know, not many people come back. I know the odd game, we talked about Dennis Priestley against John Park, but not many come back from three nil down.
0: Eight ties on the, uh, the opening night, which is Thursday, January the 28th. Eight follow on the Friday evening. And again, some classics there. We've talked about Wade and King, which is uh, one of the games on the Friday night. But, I mean, Ronnie Baxter against Mark Dubridge is, is one to savour as well, Rod, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Mark Dubridge is playing a lot better um, last year than he has done for a couple of years. Another player who messed around with his darts, trying to throw them like Phil Taylor. Um, But he's back to his original darts or thereabouts and the the same flights. Been playing a lot better. But he's up against Ronnie Baxter. 30 years this guy's been in this game. I've never seen Ronnie Baxter bottle it. If he gets a chance, he takes it. If he loses and he plays bad, it's because he's played bad. There's there's no question about that. Mark Dubridge has got a tough game. I can't see him getting over Ronnie Baxter if Ronnie Baxter walks on that stage um, like he has done in other tournaments, he really is a tough opponent. Mark's got to be on the top of his game to get anything out of this one.
0: Yeah, Dobridge has had a lot of problems with a shoulder injury, which I know from speaking to him is he believes is, is well on the way to being sorted out now. Again, a, a physical injury is one thing, but it, it kind of plays on your mind a bit as well. So it's important for him to get that completely out of his head, isn't it?
1: He's got to. It's so easy to make excuses for you losing. I've been there. I know what it's like. And uh, Mark has. As soon as you go two, three nil down, it's easy to go. Oh, I've got a bad shoulder, and it gets in your head and it takes your concentration off that dartboard uh, he's got to forget about that whether it's hurting or not just forget about it get the adrenaline running get that crowd on your side get a bit of noise and then get fired up and, and perhaps he can have a go at Ronnie Baxter but Ronnie Baxter's a player as I said he doesn't miss mistakes. He doesn't miss opportunities. If you give him an opportunity, he will take it. And that's Ronnie Baxter. Let's just
0: look at one final first round, half if we can, Rod. Um, we'll be talking about Ronnie Baxter there. Gary Anderson uh, lost to Ronnie Baxter at the, the World Championship. Uh, he plays yellow class. and I mean, Anderson might consider himself a bit unlucky. He came down with a, a virus, you know, just before the World Championship. Obviously, wasn't very well when he played Baxter. Lost every set 3-2. Uh, what did you expect from Anderson here in this game against Classen?
1: Well, I expect him to have a brilliant game, and he's got to. You know, we've been talking about Gary Anderson. I've seen him play some unbelievable darts, but he's not done it consistently enough. And he's up against Yelly Klassen, who, because these, especially the Dutch, they throw so quick, they are not consistent enough. All the quick players are never as consistent as what Dennis Priestley and Phil Taylor and John Part are, and John Lowe especially. Um, So, Anderson has really got to do it this time. You know, we're fed up of talking how great Gary Anderson is, and he's not doing it. I, for one, would love to see Gary Anderson at the prime of his game. I mean, he's, he's so exciting to watch. I love watching players that really can hit that treble 20. You know, they're what the crowd uh, love to see. Uh, but Yelly Klassen can do that as well. I mean, this is another absolute brilliant first-round game. One very hard to call, but uh, I'm going to call it uh, Yelly Klassen. I think he may nick this... Um, over Gary Anderson And it, and if he does Then Anderson's really On the back foot From the first tournament Of the year
0: Yeah I don't want to put The mockers on either player But I think this is a game Where we can see a lot Of missed doubles Because Classen uh, We know is, it, it can be flaky On that And Anderson Is renowned as a high scorer But Equally, is not renowned as the greatest of doublers, so it could be one of those real exciting games when there's a lot of misses, which makes the game exciting.
1: I think you're exactly right. What happens with these quick throwers? If they want 121, they're just likely to check it out. But if they hit 108 and leave 40, they're likely to go and miss all three darts at a double, you know. And because they throw quick, that happens. If that first dart's not right at the double. Then the other two normally follow it. And that's why Klassen, Van Klassen, Vandervoort, Michael Van Gerwijn, they miss too many chances. And you're right, this will be a game of uh, who misses the less doubles.
0: Let me just look at a couple of questions also about the, the tournament in general, Rod. Um, people might be looking down the field, and we've talked about all these great first-round ties, and they might be saying, where on Raymond van Barneveld? Where's Simon Whitlock? Um... Simon didn't really have the opportunity to qualify being in Australia, couldn't afford to take the, the time and expense to keep coming back and qualifying, so fair enough. But Raymond has almost uh, taken the decision himself not to qualify by not playing enough events.
1: Do you still find that a little bit strange? I find it a bit pathetic, to be quite honest. I mean, a professional dark player, and I've told this to his face, he, he's got to get off his proverbial backside and put some hard work in. You know, over this short distance is where you get your edge, it's all very well taking someone that ain't that good over 11 sets and you can, you, know, you can lose a couple of sets and have bad sets and still win. Over this game, you can't. You've got to be firing on all cylinders from the very first leg. This is why Phil Taylor plays a lot of these. He keeps his edge. Raymond Barneveld has got to play every tournament he can this year. Forget about exhibitions. Focus on the tour events and then get in this next year because for Raymond van Barneveld not to be in this tournament, It's a travesty, not only for the promoters and the sponsor, but for himself. I mean, to not be in a TV tournament, he's got to sit at home and watch this. It will eat into him, you know, but what he's got to do, make sure he's in it next year, play all the tour events, get his edge back, because that's what Raymond's lost. He's lost a little bit of love for the game, and he's lost his edge. And the way you get it back, play every tournament you can play.
0: You say it'll eat into him. It should eat into him, but will it eat into him? Because... You know, he, people are starting to say, well, you know, he, he's lost his love of the game. Is Barney bothered about playing in these tournaments? And that, that's, that's worrying, really. And
1: I think that that's wrong as well. I think when he sits there and watches it, he'll be, he'll be really annoyed with himself that he's not qualified. Um, and if he's the professional person uh, that I think he is, he will put it right. If he sits back and says, oh, I don't really care, then uh, there's no room for pe- people like Raymond or that attitude in a professional sport. You know, you, you can go through all professional sports that are in the world. You know, the people that haven't got the right attitude, that positive attitude, fall out of the list, and they're forgotten. They're, you know, in this game, like any other sport, when you stop being on TV, people soon forget you, I tell you.
0: Let's just quickly finally look at the, the odds. Uh, totesport.com, the sponsors, make Taylor 4-11 to to win it. No real surprise. In that, they will refund or uh, bets placed on the outright tournament, if there's a nine darter, bets placed before the tournament If there's a nine darter, you'll get your money back So I'm, I'm guessing you're going to say Taylor's a good thing But looking elsewhere in the draw I know you've looked at the, the draw and how it pans out, Rod 40-1 to 1 Mark Walsh might might tempt a few Because the draw looks like it may open up for Walsh
1: Well, to be quite honest, Walsh would look at this draw Like every other dart player would do And think, I should get to the quarter-finals I mean, he's playing well, he's a solid player I know he lost in the first round of the World Championships But he's been playing really well all year And uh, he will look at that and think, I should... Get on my ability In the way I'm playing Should get to the quarterfinals Then when you're in the quarters Then you've got to mix it up And really do it And 40 to 1 Yeah that's not a bad bet Especially if losing bets If a 9 data comes out I mean That's a a great bet From Tote Sport That's for sure
0: The White and Mackay Premier League begins just after the Totesport.com Players' Championship. The first night is on February the 11th at the O2 Arena. And joining the top six players on the PDC's Order of Merit are the two Sky Sports wildcards. They're Adrian Lewis and Simon Whitlock. Rod, let's look at these two guys first. Let's start with Whitlock, who's making his Premier League debut. He's just come off the back of a magnificent campaign in the World Championship. What are you expecting from the Wizard of Oz?
1: Well, total dedication. I mean, he proved that to me into the World Championships. I mean, going in there, Eric said, look out for this guy. I didn't realise he was as good as what he was. Um, When players come over from the BDO to our side, PDC, you kind of think, well, you know, they've not been up against it. But this guy showed some grit and determination. I mean, his shots out were incredible. And I think he's going to mix it up. I think he's going to be in the top four come the end of the series of uh, 14 nights. I mean, he's scoring power. He's got that. He don't bottle it. And a lot of players will bottle it on these short games and these big crowds. I don't think he will. He just goes up there, plays his game. And the one thing he will be doing right is preparing himself right. He will not be doing exhibitions two and three nights leading into a a Thursday night like a lot of other players have done. And uh, I think he's going to play really well.
0: Yeah, we were calling him the beard to be feared at the World Championship, but um, the one thing about him was that he didn't fear anybody. Not even Phil Taylor in that final He never gave the impression That he wanted to just curl up Like a caterpillar under pressure from Taylor He just carried on going And carried on playing his game
1: That's right I mean you see it in a lot of players That they know how to play Taylor Dennis Priestley could in his time You know Raymond Barnveld did You know when he was playing well And Whitlock seems to be one of them You know he isn't scared of anybody So you know if he plays Taylor Okay I'll just give it my best If I lose I lose because You know I've been beaten by the better player Not that I've bottled it or played bad And I think you will see uh, a good sign the in his Premier League I think it will suit him
0: Good pick as well Isn't it Because um, he got a lot Of new fans And people really took to him At the Alexander Palace Didn't they
1: Yeah I think uh, He was great for the tournament I think he really was A, a, a breath of fresh air a newcomer coming in and then doing as well as what he has done. I mean, obviously, he earned a lot of money at the World Championships, you know, 100,000, which has secured him for the whole year and and possibly another couple of years. So he hasn't got to worry about the money side of things. He's just going to go up there and enjoy it. And uh, I think he will. I mean, he is a great player as I said he shots out Bristow kept telling me you know back the highest shot out on this guy and tell everybody to because he just kept taking out the top shots well when you're playing a short game and you're going to take out a couple of ton plus finishes you frighten the hell out of your opponents and I think that's what's going to happen
0: The other Wild Cup pick is Adrian Lewis he's been in the Premier League before of course got to the semi-finals a couple of years back uh, what are you expecting from Adrian this time do you see a more mature competitor from his, uh, his last appearance in the Premier League
1: Well, I'm hoping for a more mature Adrian Lewis. I've seen a more mature person in the last couple of months. I mean, the World Championships his first three games were all ton plus averages which was absolutely brilliant normally he'd have one ton plus finish and then you know whittle away uh, but he didn't I mean alright he got whitewashed against Phil uh, which you can't have to worry about that because that's norm really when you're playing Phil Taylor but he has playing well he looks a different player I've spoke to him a couple of times he's, he's even texted me when he got the, the message that he got the last place to say I will put it right mate I will really be in there so I'm hoping that Adrian Lewis is going to get up there because there's no question this guy's got the talent to do whatever he wants in this game but sometimes the six inches between the years the things that let him down
0: yeah. in fairness to him that game against phil taylor at the world championship he didn't do a deal wrong in that game did he and it was a very different performance from the one at the match play when he got absolutely butchered by phil taylor so you know there, there are defeats and defeats aren't there
1: there certainly is i mean the defeat in the match play he fooled around with phil taylor disrespected phil and phil buried him over it this time, he respected Phil Taylor. He got up and he threw his darts. We know he's a little bit bouncy on the hockey. You need that in certain players. Um, but he did. He got up there. He didn't do a lot wrong. It's just that Phil Taylor was absolutely mean as you could ever be and threw a great average right away through, leg on leg. And uh, so, Lewis, forget about losing to Phil Taylor. Just remember that you threw, threw three tonne-plus averages. Not many people do that on the trot. And, uh, I mean, his scoring ability is incredible. I mean, it really is. And that's what we want to see. The Premier League is set perfectly for a great Adrian Lewis on form
0: it's a very uh, unforgiving tournament because there are no easy matches obviously that goes without saying Ronnie Baxter's back in it Um, how do you see Ronnie going he's qualified as of right by being in that top six in the order of merit
1: again as I said earlier on with Ronnie Baxter you never know I mean he's a solid player he doesn't go up there and play bad games you've got to beat him Um, but Sometimes he's just not got the firepower that a Lewis or a Taylor or a Whitlock have got, and that's why sometimes this sort of format will find them out. Terry Jenkins, again, I don't think Terry Jenkins is going to do very well this year. I think that, again, he's doing too many exhibitions, and we've seen players like Manley and Mardle that that really finish their careers, or on the way to finishing their careers. And if Terry Jenkins doesn't look out, he will go down that same road. So I don't expect Terry Jenkins to do very well unless he's going to knuckle down and put the hard work in. You know players like Whitlock, Lewis, King, Wade, they're going to put the hard work in, and that's going to be tough. Like you said, every week it's a real tough game. If you ain't prepared, you lose.
0: There was a name you missed off there about players putting hard work in. Perhaps we just assume he's going to keep putting hard work in, and we take it for granted, Mr Taylor. Um, we, We know... What he'll be doing, he will be planning himself, uh, planning his preparation meticulously for every Thursday night, won't he?
1: There's no question in that. I mean, we, we didn't mention Phil, but you know what he's going to be doing. He, you know, he will be taking the first prize, um, and you, you know, that Phil. I don't know whether he changes his preparation for each tournament. I really don't. It's hard to get into into his head just lately. He just, you know, I spoke to him one day, and I said, "What are you doing tomorrow?" He said, "Well, I don't know. I'll decide that when I get up." And that's Phil's life. There isn't really much routine. He, I think he doesn't
0: want to give too much away. Sometimes, does he?
1: Well, there is that to it. But I think what happens with Phil, he just enjoys the game so much. He's still got that life for the game. So he gets up in the morning. He actually enjoys practicing, you know. And if you don't enjoy practicing, you're not going to be a great dart player on the tournament board, you know. I go back to him, my days. I love practicing. Never over practiced. But you've got to find a format in practice. That keeps you enthusiastic for the game If you lose that bite for the game in practice You will take that on the tournament board You'll never see that in Phil Taylor You see it in other players, you see it in Wade You see it in Lewis, we see it in Hamilton a little bit He practiced with Phil and it, it messed him up King is another one, he practices hard You've got to stay and want to practice If you want to win tournaments
0: The power holds every single major tournament But he doesn't hold the Premier League Now I, I don't think he ever lacks for motivation in any tournament But this might provide just a little bit of additional motivation That semi-final defeat uh, by Mervyn King Last year
1: Yeah if he he Needs any motivation Yeah you're right I mean he will be Looking at this and going I can't believe I lost it last year Mervyn King Knows that Phil Will be after him For for knocking him out In the semi-finals Um, But Normally, the first few uh, nights of the Premier League, Phil has never played that well over the last two or three years. I mean, Wadey beat him in in Glasgow a year before last and what have you. Uh, But this year, I think Phil was going to be all guns are blazing from the very first night.
0: Just finally on the Premier League, we talked uh, a few minutes ago, Rod, about Raymond van Barneveld's absence from the Players' Championship. What sort of van Barneveld do you think we'll see in the Premier League? Will he be refreshed and raring to go? Will he be looking to prove himself?
1: Do you know what, normally I, I, you know, I'd be straight to the point Against any player, but with Raymond I really don't know, I mean it's all down To his itinerary, I don't know who The people he have got round him, he should be Flying in on the Wednesday morning Relaxing in the hotel if they've got a gym Or a swimming pool jacuzzi, relaxing all day Wednesday, you know you don't have to practice Over the top, I don't think, on the Wednesday But on the Thursday you get up so you haven't got The travelling to worry about, you haven't got nothing in your head You haven't got no idiots around you You know, if he can do that and prepare Himself right, then he may get you know, we might have the Raymond Barmveld that that's at the top of his game, but he's, if anything is wrong with Raymond, it plays on his mind and it plays into his game. So uh, it is getting his itinerary right more than anything with Raymond.
0: First night then February the eleventh at the O2 Arena, and you can get the ticket details for that night and the other thirteen qualifying nights plus the finals at Wembley on the PDC's website. Well, there's a lot of darts to be thrown before the Grand Slam in Wolverhampton later on this year, but already we know quite a few of the qualifiers, and some of them will come from the BDO World Championship, including Dave Chisnell, the uh, unseeded player who reached the final of that tournament down at Lakeside. That BDO tournament, Rod, just give us a few reflections on it. Martin Adams beat Dave Chisnell in the final. What do you make of it all?
1: Well, I thought it was a very good tournament. I didn't watch a lot of the early rounds because, to be quite honest, I don't think the darts were were brilliant in the early rounds. Maybe that's because a lot of newcomers are not used to the big stage. Um, But the final, I think, was I watched every dart in the final. I thought it was a very exciting final. Uh, I thought Dave Chisnell, you know, come out of the blue they didn't expect him to to do as well as what he did and uh you know the boy can handle his bottle there's no no two ways about that he took out a lot of good shots took out a lot of very good players Uh, but martin adams martin adams is a class player there's no question about that i've known martin for a long long time but he's got a flaw in his game he can't close a game out properly and if he ever comes over the pdc or starts playing the pdc tour uh he will find that out. I mean, Phil Taylor and the likes of him will really punish him for that. I mean, you know, when he won the final against Nixon, 6-0 up, 6 all. You know, in the final against Chisnall, you know, kept going 2-3 three up, he's 3-0 three, three nil up and lets him back in. You have got to learn to close games out. If you're not going to do that, then the Taylors and the Wades and the Barnevelts are really going to punish you for it. Um, and he's got to do that. And, he, and you say, we talk about it, but it's a fact. You look at the stats, he does keep letting people off um and in the BDO he's getting away with it if he wants to harden up then he's going to have to start playing the real top players every week and I don't think he's doing that but fair play he makes his choice he stays there I've got no problem with that you know he'll play in this world championship every year and uh he'll be the favorite um to win it most years and uh and he's won himself a good few quid that that justifies him staying where he is um but a flaw? There's, there's no question there's a flaw. Everybody's seen it on TV. Uh, but, a, a, you know, a great player anyway.
0: At this time of year, there's regularly talk of a, a challenge match between the PDC world champion, Phil Taylor, and the BDO world champion, in this case, Martin Adams. We've seen that happen a couple of times uh, when Barney was at the BDO, for example, and Andy Fordham in that rather ill-fated game at the Circus Tavern. It didn't happen last year with Ted Hankey and Phil Taylor. Is there a possibility you think it could happen between Martin Adams and Phil Taylor, and if so, would the outcome be as inevitable as most people think?
1: I don't think it will go on, and, and the one reason, I don't think it will be much of a spectacle for TV, so a TV company wanting to pay for that to go on, I don't think it will happen, because Phil Taylor will thrash him like he would do everybody else, not just Martin, he would thrash everybody else. If you look at averages, you know, stats, which don't tell lies, Martin is at least 10 points under what Phil Taylor will throw. Um, and then you've got to put the added venture of Phil... Um, beating the BDO World Champion Which will put another 2-3 points on Phil Taylor's average No question The extra pressure on someone like Martin Adams Will take him down 2-3 or three. So there could be 15 point different in the average You know, it won't go on because of that I think that Phil Taylor will run out a winner Like he has when he's played everybody else
0: Just finally, um we mentioned Dave Chisnell there. People have talked about him maybe during the PDC circuit and what he could do on, on the tour. Uh, Scott Waits has been a name bandied about as well. Do you think these players need to come across and uh, learn to live with the big boys week in, week out on the PDC Pro Tour?
1: There's no question. If they want to find out how good they are week in, week out, the PDC Tour is a place to be. Five million in prize money. These tour events, we have two on a weekend. They're worth £30,000 each. So you've got sixty grand up for grabs each weekend. Uh, and that's where they've got to be. You know, Any professional in any sport in the world wants to play the best, want to play for the big money. That's what you're in the game. That's what you work for, to earn money. If you want to stay over there, that's up to you. But you ain't going to earn no big money unless you win the World Championship. That sets you up for the year. But only one person is really earning good money on the BDO. All the big money's being earned on the PDC.
0: Thanks for listening to On The Wire. Our next episode will be available after the totesport.com Players' Championship, where we'll be bringing you exclusive interviews from the big names at the Circus Tavern. So from myself, Rod Studd, and Rod Harrington, it's goodbye for now.